Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In Galatians, let's read some verses from Galatians chapter 6. With focus on verse 2 and verse 5. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, pure, such one, such a one, in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Grace of God the Father be with all of us. We will speak about family having boundaries in order to make a positive atmosphere that actually help the joy in the family. All of us to experience a joyful and a merry atmosphere. Setting boundaries is an important way for caring for one another as well as caring for ourselves. Creating clear guidelines and also understanding our needs help us build more beneficial relationships also while we are living a more balanced life. I think one of the questions that we have this morning, a question, how would I know whether I am extending myself beyond my limits and I will be burned out or I am sacrificing myself as Christ is teaching us. Understanding the concept of healthy boundaries will answer this question. So how do we establish boundaries? While the Bible is teaching us to put others before ourselves. And when actually I'm setting boundaries to protect myself, protect my time, protect my space, protect uh, my emotions, is this a kind of selfishness or not? There are three types of boundaries. Let us read Proverbs 25 and verse 17. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. This verse actually is an explanation of a boundaries. 
In another translation for this verse, don't let your neighbor's house become an extension of your own life. So when the Bible in, in New King James translation when said seldom set food in your neighbor's house means don't make your neighbor's house an extension for your house. You need to differentiate between your house and your neighbor's house. Because, you know, don't differentiating and making your neighbor's house or your friend's house or your in-law's house or your son's in-law's house an extension for your house actually can cause stress on the relationship. Lest he become weary of you and hate you. So, boundaries are three types. Healthy boundaries, rigid boundaries, porous boundaries. In order actually to know which boundaries you have, I will ask you a question and think about it. Imagine your parents asked you for help at the last minute. However, to help them, you have to reschedule an appointment that you are looking forward to, maybe with your wife, with your children, etc. So the question here, do you feel guilty about saying no? Do you feel guilty about saying no? If the answer is yes, I will, I will tell you three answers. Yes, I would feel guilty for saying no. That's one answer. Second answer, no. I don't care what other people think. I will do what I believe it is right. Three. Maybe, but I will assess the situation and act accordingly. So if the answer is yes, I would feel guilty for saying no, then most probably your boundaries are porous. If you feel bad for setting boundaries and you are not okay to say no, when you need to say no, then your boundaries are porous. And these people, most of the time, they feel overwhelmed and burned out. Because they don't know when to say yes and when to say no. If the answer is no, I don't care about what people say about me and I will never feel guilty for saying no, then most probably your boundaries are rigid. It means you are keep, you, you keep building walls to protect yourself. And people with rigid boundaries keep themselves safe by keeping people 
out of their life. But this is unhealthy. Because the Bible actually called us to care for one another. But if your answer may be, I will assess the situation and decide accordingly, then actually this means you have healthy boundaries, which is essential for a joyful life. Boundaries are like fences. And fences tells us what we are responsible for and what we are not responsible for. If you are in a building that has no windows and no doors, that's rigid boundaries. So like you are in a prison. And if you are in a building that has no doors, sorry, that has the doors open all the time and the windows open all the time, anything you can come in and out that's porous boundaries. But when you have a building that has doors and window, and I know when to open them to say yours, and when to close them, that's healthy boundaries. I will give you some differences between the three types of boundaries. Let me start with the rigid boundaries. They may have a tendency toward perfectionism, which can be stressful and lead to burnout. They don't allow people into their inner world and may seem detached even with their spouses. They, they avoid close relationship and they may have very, very few friends. Also, they have hard time asking for help. They are very protective of personal information. Everything is highly secret. Everything is confidential. Everything. They keep others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. They don't want to be rejected. And these rigid boundaries are common in people who have been victims of physical, emotional, psychological abuse. That's why to protect themselves, if they are exposed to abuse, they build rigid boundaries to protect themselves. Porous boundaries, doors and windows are open. They lack awareness. Difficulty saying no to the request of other. And when they say no, they tend to over explain and justify why they are saying no. 
overly empathetic. They may feel responsible for the emotions of others, even it comes at expense of their own well-being. Overcomes, sorry, they are overly invested in other people's problems. Overly invested in other people's problems. His Holiness Pope Shenouda used to say, I deal with the problems from outside. I don't let them without, within me. Also, these people value others' people's opinion above their own personal opinion. Tend to tolerate abuse or disrespect. Tolerate abuse or disrespect. Worries about rejection when they fail to meet others' expectation or wishes. So they want to meet all the time the expectation of others and wishes, lest they are rejected. What about the healthy boundaries? They hold and respect their own opinion while also consider others' viewpoints. They don't sacrifice personal values to please others. As St. Paul said, if I please others, I would not be a servant of Christ. So they will never compromise values or principles to please others. Can handle rejection or being told no by others without becoming defensive or aggressive. So when others tell me no, I will not become defensive or aggressive. High self-awareness, meaning what? They have a clear understanding of their own thoughts, their own feeling, their own behavior and they are able to communicate them to others effectively. Share personal information appropriately, avoiding both oversharing or undersharing. The rigid they don't share, as I told you, everything is highly confidential, highly secretive. The porous they overshare, but the healthy, they share personal information appropriately, avoiding both oversharing and undersharing. Tiftikru Christians and religious and spiritual people tend to be rigid or porous or healthy. Of course, they should be healthy, <laughs> but if they are not healthy, then they are most of the time porous, because understanding of love, putting others before yourself, uh, sacrificing, uh, sacrificing your time, 
yourself for others, etc., etc. So Christian often focus so much on loving and giving that we forget our limits and our limitations and our boundaries. And while we are children growing up, many times we learn that saying no is wrong. Children of God should not say no. And children don't learn when to say yes and when to say no. Although the Bible tells us, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And no actually is a weapon given to us to protect us from people who want to change our faith or to abuse us mentally, religiously, spiritually, physically, sexually. So when actually we teach our children don't say no, then actually you are taking this weapon away from them. We need to teach our children the wisdom of when to say yes and when to say no. The passage that I read from Galatians chapter 6 has two verses that can appear contradicting. The first verse, verse 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So to fulfill the law of Christ, I need to bear others' burden. It's very clear. Bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse 5 For each one shall bear his own load. So the question here should I bear my own load or should I bear the burden of others? In order to understand these two verses, we need to differentiate between the load and the burden. The load is your own responsibility. The burden is what is beyond your responsibility. What you cannot carry by yourself. For example, my handbag or my briefcase, that is my load. If I am asking you to carry it for me, then I'm actually abusing you and I'm irresponsible. I'm demanding you to carry my own load. But the burden is for example, if there is a heavy table and I cannot carry it by myself, so we need to carry it together. Because if I carry it by myself, number one, maybe I cannot move it at all. Number two, it can actually hurt my back. In 
practical terms, for example, if somebody doesn't want to work and he is healthy, and actually you helped him several times to find jobs, but he doesn't want to work, then should the church help him? No, because he refuses to carry his own load. And if we helped him, we are enabling him. And we are not setting good boundaries with him. On the other side, if a person is working, supporting his family, and then event happened in his family, like his daughter is getting married, or serious illness in the family, or death in the family, and he cannot afford. This is a burden, and we need to carry the burdens of one another. Here the church has a responsibility to carry the burden. We as clergy, sometimes when we carry the loads of others out of love and out of misunderstanding what sacrifice means, then actually we will suffer from burnout. When people demand our time to carry their loads, to do their responsibilities, then actually we will suffer very quickly from being burned out. But when we are called to share in the burdens of others and carry the burdens of others, then actually this is the right thing and the, the, the father or the priest will not suffer from uh, being burned out. In the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 4, verse 42. Now, when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. And maybe they try to use guilt messages to make him feel guilty. We want to hear the word of God from you. You brought us very close to God. And definitely, definitely the Lord Jesus Christ had a very positive impact on their spirituality. But see how the Lord responded to them in verse 43. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. So here he was able actually to set a boundary with them. Yes, they asking him to stay more with them, but he wanted actually to go to other cities. What about, what about my personal time, for example, to pray? Many of us say, I don't have time to pray. 
in Luke chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 however the report went around concerning him all the more and great multitudes came together to hear so they came actually for a spiritual reason to hear the word of God to hear and be healed by him of their infirmities so himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed so actually he left them in order to be able to have time to pray and he did not feel guilty about going to pray مدين زي ما قلت محتاجة ان الواحد تؤسس every situation here the, they stayed with the Lord three times three days without eating and if he left them uh, to go without eating the prosperity they can fall in, in the way that's why the Lord said to the disciples give them something to eat lest they faint in the way so what I'm saying يعني, if I say no 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 all the time then it is a rigid boundary if I say yes, yes, yes all the time, it is porous boundary. But when actually I am, uh, yani, assess every situation and make a decision based on, on every situation, I think that is the right way to do it. So here the Lord made assessment to the situation. Yani, one time the Lord Jesus Christ decided to take rest in order to eat something. You can find it in Mark, in Mark chapter 6. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, come aside by yourself to a deserted place and rest for a while for there were many coming and going and they did not even have time to eat so the Lord who told the disciples don't labor for the food that perishes but labor for food that does not perish he said to the disciples let us go to a deserted place rest for a while let's eat something because we did not have time to eat and they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But what happened after this? But the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them, and came together to him. Then the Lord has to make a decision to insist on this time, to have rest or to attend to the needs of the multitude so it's a situation all of us we can actually face a similar situation I want to take some time to rest and then a ministry or a demand in the ministry came to me so he made assessment 
the assessment in verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So the assessment here, these people, sheep without shepherd. I cannot leave them in order to have some rest and to eat. So he made a decision. No, I'm not going to rest right now. I'm not going to eat right now. It is time to teach. So he began to teach them many things. Here is an example of the Lord Jesus Christ wanted to set a boundary in order to have time to rest and to eat. And he said to the disciples, let us take the, the boat and go to a deserted place, away from the multitude. But when the multitude followed him, he was moved with compassion. He said, no, these are like sheep without shepherd. I cannot leave them. That's a healthy boundary. If the Lord insisted, this is my time of rest, then it's a rigid boundary. If the Lord all the time just attend to the people needs, whether they are important or not important, whether they are urgent or not urgent, then actually it is a porous boundary. But here, a situation, the Lord and the disciples wanted to have rest and to eat, but the multitude need here, their need here, was very important and it's a priority because they are sheep without shepherd. So the flexibility here, he decided not to take rest, not to eat and to attend to the needs of the multitude. That's a healthy boundary. This is an example of a healthy boundary. What are some practical steps to set healthy boundaries? I think number one, you need to figure out your boundaries. You need actually to understand what your boundaries is. They are porous or rigid or healthy boundaries. In order actually to change your boundaries and to have healthy boundaries, you need number one to figure and be honest with yourself to figure out what your boundaries are. Another question, what I am willing to do for others and what am I reluctant to do for others? Do you know what are your responsibilities? What you must do for others and what you should not do for others? Or you are confused about this? A third question, what are the things that are most important to me? For example, prayer, your personal prayer, personal time, versus family time. So what are the most important to you? What do I want to protect? If you want to write a list, what do you want to protect? 
Is it your time, your emotion? What do you want to protect? Are you looking for certain things in your relationship with your family? For example, are you doing things that you should not do because you are seeking love or you are seeking support or you are seeking validation so there is internal need that's not satisfied and because of this you are doing things that you should not do and what part of this relationship you are willing to play Sometimes you are playing the role of a, of a caregiver or a role of a friend or a role of a father or a role of professional. It's like a business. So these questions are intended to understand what boundaries do you have and why do you have what you have, why you have a porous boundaries, why you have a rigid boundaries, or of course if you have healthy boundaries, then blessed are Number two, after you understand your boundaries, you need to make a strategy, especially if you have a porous boundaries and you, you want to communicate a boundary to others especially people who are demanding or people who are high maintenance people or people who are controlling, so you want to control your time. Or people who are possessive. And sometimes the people who are high maintenance or demanding or possessive or controlling, sometimes they are in my immediate family. can be my spouse, my children, my parents, my siblings. Don't just go and, and speak your heart to them without preparation. You need to think, pray, and prepare what you need to communicate with these people. And you need to communicate the boundary calmly, firmly, respectfully, and in few words as much as you can. I'm speaking to whom? Not to people with rigid boundaries. I'm speaking now to people with porous boundaries who want to set a boundary with people who are controlling, possessive, high maintenance, manipulative, demanding, etc. And these people can be in my immediate family. So, 
Don't just go and because if you go and speak, most probably you will be aggressive. But you need to plan and think and prepare after you pray and to communicate what you want to say calmly, firmly, respectfully and in few words as possible. And while you are planning what to say, consider the following questions. What is the message I want to get across to this person? What is the message I want to get across to this person? What I am willing and unwilling to accept? What I am willing to accept and what I am not willing to accept? Also, what has kept me from setting boundaries with this particular individual during the past time? And what can I do to make this work? Because many times we try to set boundaries and these people make us feel guilty. So we stepped back. So you need to think why you could not set boundary all this past time. And this time, what would be different to make it work? It will be definitely difficult if you are dependent on them either emotionally so although they are manipulative or difficult to deal with but you will put up with them just because you are depending on them you have no other one or depending on them financially these are the main supporters So in your mind, you depend on them financially, and so on. So you need to realize what, why this did not work before. And if you are dependent on them in any way, you make it difficult on, for yourself. Because they will try to challenge the boundary and withdraw their support to challenge you. Also, what is the safest way to communicate this boundary, especially with aggressive people or maybe physically violent? And what do I need? What do I need from them? And how do I want them to respond? Thinking about all these questions, so you prepare the message that you are going to say firmly, respectfully, in as little word as you can, this will be very helpful. So, number one, understand your own boundaries. Number two, make a strategy. Make a strategy. Number three, make your boundaries known. Communicate. So after you understand your own boundaries and you are making a strategy, then now step three, make your boundary known. Again, most of this talk to those who have porous boundaries. Unfortunately, those who have rigid boundaries, when they 
hear lecture like this, they feel they need to make their boundaries more rigid. All the time, they are in denial. And they perceive themselves as if they have porous boundaries, although they have very rigid boundaries. And that's why these people are most of the time are controller people. And most of the time, they are in denial. And unless they, they submit to the Holy Spirit to enlighten them, it can be very difficult for them to change from rigid boundaries to healthy boundaries. They are in denial. So, third step, make your boundaries known. It is time to communicate your limits and your boundaries that you have established and you devise it as strategy. Now you have a strategy and you need to communicate it. You don't need to explain why this boundary is essential to you. And when you identify the need to set a boundary, if he insists or asks, again do it firmly, calmly, and respectfully. For example, don't justify, don't get angry, and don't apologize for setting a boundary. For example, don't say, I'm sorry, but I need to do this. Why you are sorry? What you are doing is right. Also remember that you are not responsible for other person reaction to the boundary you are setting. Controlling people will respond to you by either aggression or manipulation. Highly demanding people will respond to you by guilt messages. And so on. So, if you are going to be responsible to their reaction, you will never be able to set a boundary. Remember that you are only responsible for respectfully communicating your boundary. And as long as you communicate it respectfully, if it upsets them, yes, I'm sorry that it upsets them, but that's their problem. Do you remember when the Lord said, not what enters the mouth defiles the person, but what comes out of the mouth. Then the disciples went to the Lord Jesus Christ and told him, Do you know that the Pharisees, when they heard you saying this, they were offended? So they did not like the message. Do you remember what the Lord, how the Lord responded to this? He told, told them, leave them. They are blind guides. And if a blind man leads a blind person, both of them will fall into a ditch. He did not feel sorry for saying this. 
here did not feel guilty because they were offended. He did not change the way uh, he said it, but he said they are blind. Unfortunately, they are blind. And that's why they were offended. So they offended because of their blindness, not because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has said. Some people, especially those who are controlling or abusing or manipulating, may try to escalate the issue with you in order to make you go back and don't set this boundary. Expect this and remain firm. And remember, your behavior must match the boundary that you are setting. Because you cannot successfully establish clear boundary if you send mixed messages by apologizing, for example. Maybe if you have a porous boundary, the reaction of the person may make you feel guilty or embarrassed or even you feel that you are selfish in setting this boundary. But since you prayed about it and you thought about it and maybe consulted with your spiritual father about it, then do it and remind yourself that you need to take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of others. And you are setting these boundaries not out of selfishness, but you are setting boundaries with people who are abusive, people who are controlling, people who are um, high maintenance, people who are highly demanding, people who don't respect your time, people who don't respect your boundaries. So setting boundaries take determination, take determination. Don't let anxiety or fear or guilt prevent you from caring for yourself. You need to develop boundaries, again, to be able to take care of your responsibilities. Because highly demanding people, they demand your time on the expense of others. In dealing with people, if you feel anger or resentment or complaining, ask yourself why you feel this way after you deal with this person in particular. Listen to yourself and determine what you need to do. Is it hatred in your heart, unforgiving spirit in your heart, that's why you feel anger or resentment or complaining? Or is the other person does not respect your boundaries and putting pressure 
and stress on your boundaries, demanding you to overextend yourself for themselves. So, learning to establish boundaries that honor God will not happen over time. It's a process. But you need to start this process. And while you are doing this, you need to develop a support system, especially from people who respect your time and you respect your right to set God-honoring boundaries. I call God-honoring boundaries, boundaries that honor God. Don't get your support system from people who manipulate you, abuse you, control you, highly demanding of your time, possessive of you. These cannot be your support system. When people push back against your boundaries, the Bible teaches us in Matthew chapter 18 to go and speak to this person in private. Then, if he doesn't listen to you, maybe you need to take with you one or two others. And finally, you need actually to get the church involved. The Bible teaches us to create boundaries and relationships that reflect God's character and will. Although the Holy Trinity are one and everything actually they do it together but we can see even boundaries in the Holy Trinity. When they asked the Lord Jesus Christ about the time when the Lord restored Israel he told them it is not for you to know about times and season which the Father has put in his own authority. So time and season are in the authority of the Father. When the Lord spoke about judgment, he said the Father will not does not judge anybody, but he gave all judgment to the Son. So you can see even in the Holy Trinity there are boundaries, although they are one. So, these boundaries reflect the character of God. And these boundaries should be set with clear communication, with respect for myself and for others, and with a soft answer when needed. While we are raising our children, we need to raise them while teaching them the concept of boundaries. Teach them in practice more than by just giving them lecture. What do I mean in practice? If your son or daughter tells you no, accept to know from them. 
to teach them to accept no from others. If you don't accept no from them, then you are a controller. A healthy person should be able to say yes and to say no, and to accept yes and to accept no. And you need to demonstrate this in dealing with your own children. To allow them to say yes and to allow them to say no. Not allowing them to say no, actually they will have dysfunctional boundaries. I'm not saying teach them to say no only, but teach them to say yes. So self will, uh, strong willed children, they say no all the time. So here, the, we need to stop and teach them how to say yes. And there are many ways you can actually teach them by cognitive, like, like the importance of saying yes and no. If this did not happen, then behavioral. Just make a, a, a chart to motivate them. If they say yes to important stuff, then they will get points for it. If they say no, they will lose this point. So this behavioral uh, motivation can, can help them. Also, you can give them choices. If you choose to say no, then you are choosing also not to go, for example, to Chuck Cheese, something they like. So think about it and make your choice. So there are many ways actually to train them to be able to say yes. And maybe a combination to teach them the importance of saying yes and saying no, to teach them uh, by behavioral motivation, to teach them by giving them choices. And I'm saying choices, not punishment. Yeah, and you can tell them, مثلاً, if you don't go to church, then you will not go مثلاً, to McDonald's. This sounds like punishment. But you can say it by choices. If you choose not to go to church, then you are also choosing not to go to McDonald's. Think about it and tell me your decision. So at the end, you will feel Mishbaba is punishing me. No, I am making a choice. And setting healthy boundary will protect us from being burned out. If you are burned out, or most of the time you are complaining of being burned out, then most probably you have a porous boundaries. You don't know how to have healthy boundaries. By understanding what burdens and loads are, what's the difference between burden and load, as I explained, we can appropriately say yes or no when necessary. To set healthy boundaries, we need to figure out what our boundaries are, communicate them clearly, learn to say yes, learn to say no, learn to accept yes, 
learn to accept no, seek support, practice self-care. By doing so, actually, our relationship will be meaningful and will grow spiritually and we will live a balanced life. Glory be to God forever. Amen.